sometimes I want to throw in the towel. When I'm not doing things like podcasting or writing articles, I work in publishing as, you know, my real job. And these days, being an author is more about social media savvy, marketing know-how, and industry networking than it is about writing books. Actually, writing a book is the easy part. Editing, finding an agent, finding a publisher, getting published, and selling the book are much, much harder. My co-author and I talk just about every day on our lunch break. It's helpful that my co-author, for so many books, is also one of my best friends. So we call each other up, chat about life, and as publishing professionals, spend a lot of time talking about the industry. And after sharing frustrations, we often find ourselves returning to the same question. One of us will ask, why are we in publishing again? My response is usually because we love it, and her response is almost always because God called us to it. We're both right, but what does she mean when she says he called us to this field? And how do we know that's the case? What even is calling? So thank you for joining me. I'm Alyssa Rote, and this is Big Pond Little Fish. Making your own way in the world may feel like you're a very small fish in a very big, confusing pond. How do you honor God and pursue your calling while navigating the waters of life in your 20s? On this podcast, we're exploring life, career, family, friends, and calling from the perspective of a young Christian fish trying to make a splash in the world's big pond. This is episode 6, Follow the Current, Pursuing Calling. God put you in this pond for a reason. Whether you know exactly what you think God is calling you to, or you have no idea, we are called to live faithfully in the present as well as steward our future. How do we sense the current of God's calling, live responsibly, and plan for the long haul while embracing the now? Calling is a buzzword, both inside and sometimes outside of Christian circles. Sometimes it seems like people are obsessed with finding your calling, whether that's life or career coaches promising to help you find it, those in ministry talking about following God's call on their life, or the common phrase that someone missed their calling. So before we get all stressed out about what our callings are and whether we're pursuing them, let's define what a calling even is. So first of all, we all have a general calling, and that is to God. We're called to follow him. So honestly, we could stop right there. No matter what else we do, everything falls under this general calling that every human has received. You've probably heard verses like 1 Corinthians 10.31, Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. But I think we need to go deeper. What does it mean to follow God in our everyday lives? What does that calling look like? I think when we stop to think about what this means, we might say that our calling is to bear the image of God. In our broken world, we're to reflect his goodness. We're called to cultivate his creation, to live with love and integrity, to be pockets of the kingdom of God and the goodness and beauty he intended. We're called to restoration. And obviously this is incredibly broad. How each person lives out making the world a more beautiful and Christ-like place is going to be very different. So that's where we move past general calling and into specific calling, the stuff we usually think of when we talk about the word calling. We each have a place in this world, a place where we feel God wants us, though that may shift from season to season. 
1 Corinthians 12 discusses how the Lord appointed his people to different roles. Paul describes us as the body of Christ, with each part of the body functioning as a necessary role. All very different, but all important. So I think our specific calling is kind of like figuring out if right now we fit best as an eyeball, or a foot, or a left kidney. And I think your body part can change. All metaphors break down eventually, so forgive the weirdness of that idea. Some of us may have grown up our entire lives knowing we were meant to be an eyeball. Okay, we're going to drop the body metaphor now because it's getting weird. But I knew since before kindergarten that I was passionate about stories and books. And by fourth grade, I knew I was meant to be a writer. I got a little sidetracked in high school thinking that was impractical and I should probably pursue medical missions if I really wanted to serve God, but I came back around. Others of us may have gone through college, through years of working odd jobs, and still not feel like we know what our calling is or where we fit in the world. Maybe you feel depressed or lost or stressed about finding what God wants for you. And I think this is because we have an incomplete view of calling. Calling doesn't mean job. I mean, sure, it's great if what you love also makes money, but that's not always going to be the case. Calling is where you're meant to be, where you're meant to bring beauty and goodness to this world. We have a calling to family, to friends, to ministry, to volunteer work, maybe to painting or singing or sewing or any number of things you might do for fun while working a different job to pay the bills. At the end of the day, we're called to live faithfully in the now, bringing light, hope, and beauty to whatever situation we find ourselves in. When we talk about calling, we also often connect it to ministry, whether someone is called to pastoral or missions work. And yes, that is where God calls some people, but it isn't the only valid or worthwhile call. And that was something I had to learn. Like I said, my passion has always been books. As a kid, I would go to the library and max out my library card and get 30 books. That was the maximum you could get at a time. I would take them home, I would read them all in the three-week span before they were due, and then I would bring them back and check out 30 more. I read almost every book in the juvenile section. And I'd been writing stories since I dictated to them to my parents at four years old, which back then they were usually a combo of dinosaurs and princesses. And I knew in my heart I was meant to work with books. Yet in high school, I wanted to make a difference for God. I wanted to be a good Christian, quote-unquote, and spread the gospel. I measured success in how many souls I could convert. But since I was a good student, I figured I should use those skills to go into medicine and become a medical missionary. So I took an abundance of science courses in high school, and I was good at them. I had this twisted idea that serving God was about suffering and sacrifice, so the despair I felt about it was right and normal, until my mom confronted me about it. And then I admitted that the idea of becoming a doctor made me miserable, and the idea of working with books made me delighted. I would enjoy a lifetime of books and writing. And my mom pointed out that, well, sure, sometimes following God does bring suffering and sacrifice. Those things don't necessarily mean that we're following his will. He gives us passions for a reason. 
And maybe my call was not to formal missionary or ministry work. So I went to college for publishing and dove into the industry as an editor, a literary agent, a publicist, and yes, an author. I work with books and words all day, every day. And this is what I want you to hear from this story. Calling isn't about the Great Commission. It's not about winning converts, though that may be part of it. Calling is about making the world a more beautiful place, about bringing about rightness in your sphere. It's about bringing the kingdom, bringing goodness and integrity and hope and joy wherever you go. Calling is the juncture where the broken or needy places in this world, your skills and giftings and your passions overlap. Maybe your calling right now is to parenthood, or taking care of an aging family member, or education, or your current job. Maybe your calling is to serve God there, but that doesn't mean it can't change. Maybe you sense something else is your calling, but you're not participating in it right now. For example, if right now you're spending years in school to pursue the field you feel God has called you to. But in this moment, you are called to integrity in both your current situation and in stewarding the future while keeping in mind that it may change. We also have to keep in mind that being true to our calling and succeeding in the eyes of the world are two different things. If we are being faithful in what we have been given, we are following his call. So that's been a lot of abstract stuff, so let's talk about the practical. How do you figure out God's calling? Of course, this requires being in tune with the Spirit, keeping an open heart and mind to His leading, and holding loosely to our own plans. We can get more in tune through prayer, Bible reading, study, and conversations with trusted believers. But more importantly, I think we need to remember that we can't mess up God's plan. We can't thwart God. He's in control, and if he wants to make something happen, your mistakes aren't going to derail what he has in store. If we steward where we're at and keep our hearts ready for instruction, we're already following his calling. Wherever you are, he has you there for a reason. It doesn't mean you have to stay in bad situations or pass up opportunities, but if you feel like you're in limbo, Live faithfully in the moment. Bring beauty where you are. That's following your calling. And next time I'm going to be talking to those of us who feel the call sometimes maybe too strongly, who forget to live in the moment. But for right now, rest in your calling to reflect the image of God wherever you find yourself to be. So thank you for joining me, and I hope you'll tune in for episode 7, Beware the Worm, Dealing with Ambition. And if you want to connect with me, check me out at alyssarote.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A-W-R-O-T-E.com, or check it out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at alyssarote, A-L-Y-S-S-A-W-R-O-T-E. I make fewer fish references there, but I'm still very silly. And until next time, I hope things go swimmingly. Big Pond Little Fish is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? 
It really does help more people like you find the show. You can find all of our episodes of Big Pond Little Fish by visiting lifeaudio.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Steven Sanders. Special thanks to Stephen McGarvey for his executive oversight. You can find more faith-affirming podcasts like this one by visiting lifeaudio.com. Thank you.